2: I don't care anymore. I don't care. I don't. I don't. I I farted in a baby's face. (laughs) I was at a little red light in New York waiting to cross the street. I looked around. Nobody's there. I cut a fart out of nowhere. A lady comes up with her baby in the baby carriage, parks the baby's face right in my ass cheeks. And it was one of those new baby carriages where the baby's sitting up like a factory manager looking over the floor. right in its face. (laughs) Laughing at the mother's face as I was doing it. She was so mad, which made it even funnier to me for some reason. She was like, really? In a child's (laughs) face. And the sound was amazing. First of all, I had tight underwear. Have you ever farted with tight underwear and tight jeans? You fart from here and then the bubbles go up. Like a little army, you can feel them. Oompa. Doo-do-do. And they hit the underwear elastic <laughs> like a minute later. <laughs> I played jazz hits from the 80s out of my ass.
1: You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast, hosted by two men who have never encountered a mirror they didn't enjoy Elsie Fox. Tobacco. You can see
2: it in a clear blue sky You can see it in a woman's eye You can
3: hear it in your baby's cry You can hear it in your
1: Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the time delayed Elsie Fox. Elsie, how are you doing this morning?
0: I'm good. I've uh, I've I fell back and fell forward, and uh, I'm in
1: perfect sync. Mm. How are yeah. you? Yeah, I'm um, I'm busy resetting clocks, as you know. You know, it's uh it's the, the sure daylight saving. So just a reminder, everybody, fall forward, you know, and spring back uh, here coming March thirteenth, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: mean, I usually. Uh, you know, twice a year, I reserve at least an hour and a half of me reprogramming my clocks. It's very challenging <laughs> for me to do all you, that. You put
1: it on your calendar, so it pops up mm-hmm. as a reminder. You need. Uh, I do. I'm gonna have to miss church, you know, twice yeah. a year because of this, dear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I have uh, uh, 50
0: other excuses too for the year. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I never run out of them. Um, no. <laughs> hey, did you happen to watch Midnight Mass on Netflix? No. Okay. Is that a, what is it? It's a series. It's like a seven episode thing. I think it was kind of dropped in October because of that kind of spooky, you know, uh, Halloween vibe to it. Uh, this okay. this is not a spoiler, but, you know, I got to tell you, it's been a long time since I've, since I've gone to church on a regular basis. You know, literally, literally since I got confirmed. Um, for what it's worth, I, I go with my mom when we're in the same state because she asks me and I just say yes. Sure. But uh, other than that, I just, you know, there really hasn't been too many opportunities like weddings and shit. That's really about it. Um, midnight Mass really was traumatic for me in one sense. Um, the church music and the performing of the music was. It was so spot on. Plus, it wasn't like short. They almost they when they started, they did it like you were in church. You were hearing it from the beginning to the end, and you had to sit there. And it was the only thing that was different was that it might have been closer to in key than what you would hear in your standard Lutheran church. But uh, it it was. I had to go see a therapist. Um, It was it was a lot to to, just a lot of repressed you know uh, abuse. (laughs) Um, So kudos to the people who made that show. That was very fucking realistic. A short review. It's worth watching, but be prepared, the first 3 episodes are going to drag. And then it really is about 3 episodes worth of it could be done in 3 episodes. They just drag a lot of the shit out, but the good parts are really good. Anyway, Midnight Mass on yeah. Netflix. Uh that's that's, that's this cool. week's pick. L- Lamageddon already has at least 5 new views because of last uh my recommendation, so uh, I'm looking to get those guys on the show excellent yeah uh i want the llama though
0: understood i mean both of both of our homes have have water stained ceilings uh, as well as <laughs> is what was what was in yeah so we got that in common and um, yeah the other thing i've heard about netflix is i don't know if this happened with you at work but just from pop pop culture uh check real quick was every single person one weekend came in on a monday and said dude you have to watch squid games
1: yeah, you Does said that it, to? It, it, it's Squid Game, by the way. So whatever. Yeah, yeah, it 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 definitely blew up. I watched the trailer, saw it was I don't know. It I, look maybe it's a better. I just haven't watched, given it time. It doesn't look like something I would like. Even when people describe it, it sounds like you know this sounds like I don't know, like The Purge, or or other things that uh, I've seen that I didn't really get that into. So.
0: Well, I like the Running Man. Sounds like that.
1: That the i no, I know what that movie is about, so that's a great oh great example because but I didn't see that one back. I've never seen the Running Man, the Schwarzenegger oh. movie. What's the other one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence? Um, Hunger, Game, Hunger Hunger Games. Games. That's that was the the callback I was trying to get, but uh, okay, um,
0: fair enough. Just saying that I haven't heard the Midnight Mass. That's the only thing I've heard. You have to see this man, mm-hmm. but uh, but you know, yeah, I deb- it, propri- it did not
1: have the pop culture effect of of Squid Game. That's for sure, right? And it's probably because his drip is whack. Yeah, exactly. Just whack drip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of Halloween uh, costumes, I understand, were Squid Game characters, but uh, uh, you know, at it- my work too. I'm like, what the hell are you? They're like, oh, dude, you haven't seen this? It
0: came out three weeks ago. You should. know you know, should know every every single character. But uh, yeah, the entire uh, section of the company was dressed in Squid Game uh, theme. So okay. anyway,
1: oh, yeah, anyway, I was actually talking about people going out to Halloween parties. Uh, I, I the people that dress up for work are a little. Uh, it depends what the costume is, but I don't know. It it that's a bit much. That's ah, kind of required.
0: Well, it, it's kind of it's required. You know, mm. it, it's not you know they, they can't mandate it, but you're kind of a you know kind of a stick in the mud. If you don't, you could actually dress up. I should dress up as a stick in the mud yeah. <laughs> next next time for uh, Halloween. Actually,
1: uh, I, when it, when it comes to <laughs> mandates like that, I'm a uh, a firm believer in uh, um, I don't know what's a fancy word for clothes. Uh, like haberdashery yeah, attire, <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, haber- okay, attire freedom. I need, I, mm. sh- you know, I do not need to be told what to wear, um, or anything at all. That's all, all I'm gonna say. So, so you're gonna be, you're gonna be protesting, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're the Halloween outfits. That's your whole thing. Do not require me. I'm not a stick in the mud when it comes to Halloween, as you know. Uh, oh no, uh, just grandiose costumes at work. Anything that requires face paint or a oh, mask. God, no. No, or a no, cape. No. Anything flowing is just too much. And, you know, uh, and then, you know, the, like we, I can't remember what our, our delivery driver wore the laminate for the band that he works with. And he mm-hmm. said, I'm going as a. R-. And he had to explain it to everybody. You know what I mean? It's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. You know, I get it. You're going as your fucking self. You know, it's just. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, it's, it's very difficult. In most conversations, it's always it's an odd thing. Dressing up for Halloween, and plus, mm-hmm. like you're still doing work. So you have to have, like, serious, like, you go to meetings <laughs>
1: and stuff like okay. that,
0: and you're presenting, or you have to have a sit-down with your coworker and you have to discipline them, and you're dressed up as fucking Fred Flintstone or something like that.
1: It's like, it just doesn't work. Uh, Enough. You see that on your article, I wouldn't have dressed up if I'd known I was getting laid off, and it's a guy dressed like <laughs> Darth Maul holding a box. That would be awkward, huh? Although maybe it's <laughs> yeah. a way to ensure that you're not going to get fired that day. I'm That's just, right. You can't fire me dressed as Gandalf, you know what I mean? (laughs)
0: right it's it's against uh you know just all principles
1: but anyway Uh, what you got hey man i got like a a bit of an old man moment to share with you um as you like to say i'm super super old way older than you um even though our pictures are in the same yearbook uh but that said uh this definitely is one of those moments where you go dear god i am i am i'm going to die uh i, I had basically <laughs> just gotten out of the shower one morning just getting ready for work and i was basically half dressed uh you know Ooh. in, in yeah, yeah, hmm. paint the picture for the the ladies in the what men. half
0: what uh, half is what i'm middle do you, do you just do you just use the towel on your your head and it'll uh, yeah. hang out at the bottom yeah, is go. that what your half dressed We're is
1: waiting around making sure the windows are you know open and everything uh uh, yeah. So, you know, I walk into the, the living room. My wife is just kind of having a cup of coffee and, and watching TV. And, uh, you know, as, as I'm kind of like picking through my, my, the clothes I'm about to put on, um, for those that don't know, I'm a, I have pretty bad, uh, allergies. Uh, and I, you know, when I skip a day of my medication, it, it, it's pretty obvious, pretty quick that, that I, I forgot. Anyway, mm. it's just seasonal shit where I sneeze a lot when I don't don't uh, sure when I don't meditate. It's good to have a lot of cat- It's good to have a lot of cats then too. It's <laughs> probably good for you. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it does wonders for it. Uh, regardless <laughs> of the cause, though, that's just something that's just the reality of my day to day life. Sure, uh, it's no. important to cats. this story. Is all the the, the sneezing. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm pulling it up and I I. I I I go into one of my moments where I'm about to sneeze and I sneeze just super hard, my back seizes up because I just sneeze so hard, and at the same time I'm experiencing this pain, have another sneeze coming, a fart just blasts out the backside. So, and my wife's watching this and of course I'm in pain. You know, I'm like, you know, it's like my back hurts. I just blapped, and I and I'm I still have more sneezing to do. But at the same time, I think it's funny too. She's laughing, and and I start laughing, and then I start sneezing, and it's just like I, I don't. I think I had to like lay down on the floor and 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 stretch for about ten minutes just to be able to put my pants on. Jesus sure. Christ.
0: Uh, can I, so you were naked at the sapping too? Well, no. Like Half I said, I,
1: I had my underwear on. That was about it. Oh, okay. Maybe a shirt okay. at that point. I, I don't re- recall specifically, but I, I was can in I the process quick, of getting dressed. So, can I
0: do a quick recap of your experience? Yeah, go for it.
4: Achoo! <laughs> <sighs>
1: Is that is that pretty good? Yeah, there's more sneezing though. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was more than one. Oh yeah, it was I like, one took it out. Four or five, The first one took out the back, so I got the sneeze, the, the pain, like the ah, sneeze, ah, sneeze, fart sneeze. Ah, it's just like it was just ridiculous, uh, and it's just like this is me now. When you throw your back out, it's never anything amazing. <laughs> like there's no great story with it. Right, uh, I, have act- I was lifting I have actually- a car off a woman who was trapped from a burning mm-hmm. fire, and I st- yeah. held through it. But since then, I've had kind of lower back pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I should use
0: more. You know, lift from the legs is what they say. Yeah, and and no, I've I've done the same thing. I had this like just massive like like that and i and i, I like snap back and like it was like this like rocket like a thousand like the pressure of, of of just this amazing sneeze and i had like i had like whiplash and everything and i I threw my back out it was bad for a couple of days and and I, I was almost the same thing. I know I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't fart at the same time. I don't recall <laughs> that being. I don't remember that being the bonus. I've, I've I was actually always told that if you sneeze and fart at the same time, you will die. That's why I've. Told. I felt like, like it. That's for two, sure. The <laughs> two that it's actually almost. I think it's actually physically impossible. The exact second to do the same. Or you will you'll blow your ass out and your your uh <laughs> and your face will your head will explode.
1: Is, is that the same people who say like if you fall in your dream and you actually hit ground you you're actually dead? Like you, yes, you so it's the same people. You, yeah, okay. It's, it's the same. It's a, it's the same <laughs> society. <laughs> the same society. Nice.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, the but Mac anyway, but, dream but, part uh, society. But but when you have it, you're just like it's like. Am I this? Like we've talked about, are we we this fragile as podcasters? It may may be, (laughs) by the way, this is kind of, we have so many like similar things that have happened to us uh, maybe this was the universe putting us together is like mm. they have this they have this big plan. It's like the people that sneeze and throw their back outs, fall downstairs and break <laughs> their their wrists and ankles. Um, what other terrible like just like physical oh, man. Uh,
1: things have we had? Like, God, there's been at least one of the one I car, know.
0: car oh, laundry laundry yeah. uh, problems. Oh, like that's right. The problems. washing machines
1: stopped on the same weekend. They, all these things are. We, yeah.
0: Yes, we are we are connected in the universe this way. <laughs> um,
1: but, We're symbiotic
0: uh, beings. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I'll let, I'll give you fair warning if I, yeah, if yeah. I have some kind of uh, if I shit my pants at work tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll say, dude, bring some wipes. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, keep an extra uh, pair of drawers in your drawer. Hit it!
0: dropped their new album Still Sucks on Halloween. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, it's all caps, that title. But, uh, eh, i tell you, for Limp Biscuit, not that bad. It's got some pretty good, uh, pretty good songs on there. Is it 12 songs, 30 minutes? And sometimes you realize you gotta disconnect your brainstem and and uh, listen to some Freddie D. He's got some wisdom. <laughs> and and one of the one of the pieces of wisdom that, that Fred has is everyone needs some hardcore fucked up bang your head shit sometimes. And that
1: person is me. Yes, yes, absolutely. I've always uh, uh, you're the only person I know that loves Limp Biscuit and that is not a cheap shot at somebody who may be listening. Loves? Loves? Yeah, you're you're the you're the biggest Limp Biscuit fan I know.
0: Oh, good. Well, I just tell you, go back to Golden Cobra and uh listen to the towel track. Pretty good. Yeah. Came out ten years ago. That's bad. But uh, but let's talk let's talk about some other music. Maybe it could will it make my top ten of the year? That's what people want to know. Ooh, yeah, we got
1: that coming up. So yeah, we'll we'll hold on uh, I'm gonna just basically hold my breath until then, so uh, now I will say this, there, there is a side of you that likes things that you're afraid to actually throw out and admit. I mean, oh no,, uh, oh, absolutely. 100%. Uh, well, the, that whole exchange uh, at, at Rock and Pod where you threw me under the bus of, oh no, no, he's the only guy that doesn't like winery dogs. I love him because you're in front of winery dog fans and you just you can't stand by your own opinion. Uh, I did not know for the longest time that you had any like of local age. But once Aaron Camaro made it okay to talk to you, suddenly that's, yeah. And by the way, I I would embrace all these these oddities about you. I think you need to just put it out there. I'm LC Fox. I love Limp Biscuit.
0: It's fine. I also like Michael McDonald. Is it okay?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Can I do the rest of the episode uh, in my Michael McDonald impersonation? <laughs> Please, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do my
0: best as we go on. <laughs> See? Not too bad. I'm already, like, I'm already liking you better just from hearing that tone.
2: If you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain.
1: David, what do you suggest we play?
2: I don't care. Anything. I would rather, I would rather watch Beautician and the Beast. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground.
0: So speaking of great musical, uh, you know, just in general, just great music in general, you recently had a trip to a town that's known for putting out great music like Limp Bizkit Still Sucks, and what <laughs> is that town?
1: Yeah, I went to Seattle last week. Uh, my, my wife and I, for our anniversary, took a trip out west. Um, Very you know, cool. I heard, the, you know, it's, it's just, you know, sunny a lot, of, a lot of good beaches. Great time of year, weather-wise, to be in the Pacific <laughs> Northwest. But no, yeah, sure. we, we went. We took a trip to Seattle, so it was fun. Nice. Is that all you got? Is that your anecdote? <laughs> you wanted an anecdote? Uh, uh, yeah, it was just, It was good. Uh, good times. <laughs> okay.
0: I can, I can tell why you're a podcaster, you're a master <laughs> of your craft.
1: I you to, you uh, to well, a picture. Yeah, to elaborate a little more, uh, you know, basically doing the grunge thing. I think it was when I was talking to Mark Yarm, it started to dawn on me that you know it would actually be a worthwhile trip for me to someday make it out to Seattle i didn't really have a timetable on it but you know my sister happens to live out there as well she moved there a few years back ah. uh so the, you know there was the, the connection where you know she could uh haul us around and things of that nature to some of the you know cuz we stayed downtown um not too far. There's a thing called Pike's Peak Market if people are are are, are not familiar with the, the layout there but we were about uh, four blocks from that. So a lot of the stuff that, you know, that I wanted to do was in the walking distance, you know what I mean? Even the touristy shit like uh, the the Space Needle uh, was like a 10-minute walk. So um, Nice. Yeah, but you know there was shit that was a little further out and my sister drove drove us around to that like we went to the uh, the the steps we went to the apartment where everybody lived in the movie singles um i got a picture on the steps there um and then trespassing uh probably a little bit yeah i mean Hmm. couldn't do too much there you know what i mean that that was actually fairly low on my list Uh, it was like if we have time and my sister just you know i i told her the things i wanted to do so she could kind of map it out and kind of get an idea where it is you know, from where we're going to be. Um, and yeah, we we just had a couple hours between um, basically we did it the day we did Mopop Museum. We we went to Mopop and then our tickets for the Space Needle were a couple hours after we were done with that. So we just kind of quick zipped over there. Yeah, we, we kind of double parked the car, um, ran out. Uh, you can't really tell in the picture, but it was raining when we took it and the steps were wet. My wife is sitting on my hand to keep her ass dry, and I'm doing my best to just sit right on the edge, so I just mm-hmm. get that little bit of wet. Uh, but, nice. uh, you know, it was like, quick, Julie, take the picture, and boom, 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 we uh, we're on our way, but um the, the the first thing though i did was we went to a, a, a place called easy street records oh go ahead did you have something you want to interject no about? i
0: was just gonna say this is very similar to when uh when we were staying in boulder that i trespassed and took a picture on where morgan mindy, mindy used to live
1: <laughs> I, I don't remember seeing that picture <laughs> well i'll share it with you
0: it's wait. Almost the
3: same thing yeah pretty yeah it,
1: honestly it is but uh Anyway, right after we landed, uh, my my sister uh, ran us out to a place called Easy Street Records that I wanted to check out. Now that's got some history with uh, being a, a shop that a lot of the bands would would put their merch in or sell. It is weird too when I went in there; like they actually have like tabs that say like Pearl Jam, you know, just in in the you know as you're going through the CDs and you see the Pearl Jam tab, it actually says local next to it. You know, like, that's pretty cool. Like that's, a, that's
0: why I wanted to jump in, if you would mind. Yeah was the inspiration for the trip partly for doing the whole whatever not never mind series and then kind of wanting color behind all the history because that was a ton of research mm-hmm. and you know all the time or was that already in 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 on your mind previous
1: no it definitely doing that series kind of put highlighted that like the weird thing is like i thought i'd be out there at some point cuz my sister moved out there that was sure. that was as close as it came to to me ever thinking about going to seattle um but no going through that yeah like i said i think it was when i was talking to mark yarm cuz his book covers a lot you know, it's an oral history with a lot of different people chiming in. And there's just all these places. Then, yeah, you start hearing some of the, these references repeat through different guests that we had on or, or, you know, some of the music. So, yeah, it was it was a huge influence on that, you know. Um, now, it was our anniversary trip, so it had to be something that, you know, my wife would also uh, be just as into. Um, so she likes the music stuff, but she also collects pops and the Funko Pop headquarters is just about <laughs> right. Thirty minutes north of Seattle. Okay, so that was part of part of it too. Um, and I saw that you got your own. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got our own pops. You can have those Pretty made cool right there looking. in the
0: store, but. Yeah, how long does it take? Like, if you say, like, I want a baco and a toots pop, how, how long is the? Uh, process they just grabs they basically just like grab one that wears cargo pants or cargo shorts
1: yeah i mean basically from 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 you designing it to when it's done it's about 20 minutes Um, holy shit but yeah but you would. it's less impressive when you see how it's done because everything's right there you don't actually see them assemble it but it's like this bin of heads there's been of hair, there's been of arms, you know, torsos and stuff like that, so yeah you you can pick you know you can you can customize it pretty specific. I don't know if you can see it in the picture, but I actually have a little gray cat as uh as my Ooh. buddy in mind, so yeah, that's my, nice, that's my boy pep pep uh he's uh he he didn't seem to give a shit when I showed it to him though it's like he's like, no. what are you even <laughs> what are you even doing here, man? So. Yeah.
0: No, I understand. That's cool. You you have your own, you have your own pop, you, you you and the wife, and you also, you can say that you're assembled in the U.S.
1: There we go. Hey, exactly. Right? Yeah. Probably not made here, uh, manuf- but, but assembled. No. Yes. I'm like a, I'm, a, I'm an automobile from. Right. Yeah. So. Exactly.
0: I, I love it. I love it. But, but yeah. But, okay. That's cool. So, so I guess my, my question was <clears throat> on the trip. Uh, Cause I, I, you know, I, I've never, for example, I've never researched. London and then gone to London or whatever like that, like, and, and like been into it, like I've done for, for, in my perspective, it would be the same thing as doing this huge, like school project or whatever like that for two years, which is essentially what it was, all this research. And then all of a sudden, boom, this is what the place actually is, because I can't think of any specific area uh, that has spawned in one, one town. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that that zone does spawn some so many like landmark albums, period, whether you love grunge or not. Right. So what did you I guess my that's like, my long winded version of asking the question of what what was it like going there, knowing the history of that?
1: You know, I, I'm glad that I had that behind me as opposed to just going out and visiting my sister, not thinking about it, because I did basically I made a list um of places that I would, I at least had some cursory interest. A lot of these are just places that I could kind of stand outside and look at, you know what I mean? Like the more theater, some of these, these clubs, things of that nature, um, you know, or a door to re- a rehearsal room. But so I, I rated everything from a, a, a one to a five and I was able to do everything with a four or a five rating except for one thing. And that was this thing called black forge, which is just a rehearsal room door. It's still painted it uh, with the same painting that uh, it was. Whoever did, I don't know if the bands did it, did it or not, but um, it it still looks the same it did as when Soundgarden and Pearl Jam would rehearse there. But uh, it's not a rehearsal space anymore. There's really nothing you can do besides take a a picture of it. So even though that was a four, that probably was the the the, the least important of the four because. Again, if it was within a few blocks of where I was staying, I would have definitely got it. But it was, you know, it wasn't near anything that we were going to. So it just wasn't worth a special trip to take a picture of a door. But uh, that, that Easy Street Records, though, was really important to me because it has that mural of it's, it's a painting of Chris Cornell. And the next to that is one of uh, Andrew Wood from Mother Love Bone. The, the Mother Love Bone one is a recreation of an original mural um by the the bassist uh jeff ament and he actually came out and redid it and and painted the one that's on this store i don't know a few years back so okay so that was kind of cool and then the record store was was pretty badass now i i I didn't really buy any music i did i bought a t-shirt some stickers and a and a a a new uh a pad for my uh turntable new turntable pad but uh that was of what of, of for their record store it's like a dartboard and it has you know it 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 men, names the record store and then it has all, all the Seattle bands everything okay. from uh uh who's that fat rapper the big butts guy uh
0: oh of course um Sir Lot.
1: So it goes as deep as that. He's on there sure. as well, not just grunges on getting at heart and things of that nature. Although so has, I, has, so it has War Babies on there. It did not have War Babies or Crisscross or Ah, uh, but I did look for the War Babies CD there because it's one that's a little, might maybe a little easier to find. But uh, oh, okay,
0: They probably know. still haven't sold them. Yeah, sit there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was what I was banking on but no they uh, they, they did not have a copy. Uh, I would I, that's one of the ones there's a handful that I still look at every time I go anywhere used. But I, I really thought maybe I'd I'd find it there but that was the only record shop I went into though. Um again not really there's there's a lot of really good record you know shopping I can do here that I just didn't really I didn't make a a point of that.
0: First place I would think of is if you were a huge classic country aficionado, it would be Nashville. That's, I mm. just can't think of any other other town that's like a music town.
1: Yeah, because like Los like, Angeles, my, it, it's it's largely
0: people going there. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's, there's the Sunset Strip. Like when I went to the Sunset Strip, I was I, I, I didn't get anything from like okay, this is exactly what it looked like. And I'm saying like I didn't it didn't do anything for me. I, I went to the Whiskey A Go Go, and that was about it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and I could.
1: Now the Mopop uh, Museum, which was w- one of the highlights of the trip, has a lot of music stuff in it. Now it's a pop culture museum, so it, there's horror movies, uh, science fiction stuff, and you know it's a lot of props that are actually from the like you know uh, they had one of the lightsabers from the the first Star Wars, things of Kay. that nature. You know what I mean? Um, all throughout the thing, but th- th- there is a, a section on Nirvana. Um, they have their own little room. Uh, there's a, a section on gu- uh, guitars and the, basically these are just like a lot of famous people guitars you know local to, to worldwide so it isn't the, the museum is not dedicated just to Seattle or the the Pacific Northwest uh, but it does have exhibits very much for that like there's a Hendrix room that is you know hes he's from the area there um, there's a hip-hop uh, you know history of hip-hop uh, exhibit that that's there uh, like in a, a video game thing. But the prize for me was the, the the Pearl Jam exhibit, which is a temporary one. My understanding is that it, it, it ends sometime in 2022. But right when the elevator is open, that's on the third floor for whatever that matters. But once the elevator door is open, the first thing you see is that prop from the first album cover, uh, 10, where it's just like the, the big Pearl Jam logo and pink lighting. Um, right. So it... Right away, you, you know, you're, the hairs on your neck start popping. Like, wow, that's... I always thought it was a superimposed photo, but this is the actual thing they made. I think Jeff Amet made that, too. Oh, so, really? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay. I, interesting. So they, so for the album cover, they actually got in front of a huge, like, painting or whatever the background is for the album cover.
1: I'm not sure what the, the, the substrate is, but to me, it looked like plywood that's painted. Uh, yeah. Cut out the Pearl Jam, and then it's just lit. So I, I'm pretty sure just the actual logo is is what they used. I, I I mean obviously the the album cover wasn't shot there, so they're just recreating the lighting and stuff that they you know. But yeah, so I had to of course you know recreate the photo the best I could with my wife. But sure, yeah, no, I saw it. It's awesome. And then there's like a, a little room where they just play. Uh, it's almost like that Sirius XM Pearl Jam channel, or uh, but except for they 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 don't play full shows. They play this song and they move to a different one while they. They have a giant screen that kind of just flashes through uh, photos of the history of the band, everything from backstage uh, pictures that maybe people wouldn't see or to to live performance photos, things of that nature. So we sat in there for, I don't know, maybe about a song and a half worth. But then the the rest of the exhibit, which is pretty sprawling, um, is just random artifacts from their career. Uh, And uh, if you're a fan... I don't know that what more you could do to me it reminded me a lot of Paisley Park it's not quite as big but uh, uh there's just so much that you can take in if you like there's like their t-shirts are just everywhere like they have just a wall here and then further down you'll you run into another wall things like that tour books uh uh instruments, all sorts of stuff, you know what I mean? And then also including some of the history before the band, you know, with Mother Love Bone, Rock Candy. I can't remember what uh Mike McCready's band was, but they had like a little display of him before Pearl Jam with a well uh like an Iceman Paul Stanley Iceman guitar things of that nature. Huh. But, yeah, and, yeah then, uh, and then of course uh giant size Funko Pops of each member. Um, <laughs> did they really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. Now I I'm trying to think, is that a traveling?
0: So it's, it actually goes goes around? I like don't believe you, so. You know, no, goes... I think this was oh. just set up for temporary, as in yeah. temporary, just there and it's done. Yeah, that's okay.
1: my understanding, but who knows? You know, it got extended because of COVID. So, uh, you know, that, that it worked out in, in our benefit because, boy, I, you know, I, If you don't know about it and you don't see it, you probably don't think about it. But man, now that I've been through it, I couldn't imagine making this trip and not being able to take that in. That was probably, music-wise, the highlight. Even though it was like a new exhibit, but it was history. You just kind of shoved into a giant room, you know, so it
0: was cool. Okay. Okay. Did they have? Do they have a, a section just called the boring period, which is called no
1: code, and you just like blast through <laughs> it real quick? Yeah, that was closed off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that just says like doubt, doubt, uh closed for non-interest.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I definitely. uh If you're a music fan and you're going to Seattle, you got to check out the MoPOP mm-hmm. museum. It's about thirty bucks. It's definitely worth it. Uh, but,
0: this- but but no. But before before you close up all all this and and wrap it up, but. Is there any band that's still active that has their own fucking exhibit museum that you can go check out? Can you think of any? Man, that's.
1: that's I mean, uh, Kiss. I don't know why Kiss doesn't. Uh, Yeah, why why don't they have like they? I get they kind of did that on the Kiss uh, convention, but I get your point. Yeah, they're really it's. uh, It is kind of incredible, and the thing is like. I'm just now starting to get into the the post vitality stuff and kind of sample some of those things. I, I've always kept up a little bit on it, and, and like I said, I, I think I've mentioned that I, I do like that lightning bolt record, which is somewhat new. Yeah, get a ton. I don't know. It was, but that between lightning bolt and vitality, I'm just now. You know, when I see those used, I'll, I'll pick one up. I like that avocado record. Is is yeah, that
0: one's pretty, that's, that's what bad. brought me back in? No, but that's the one that brought me back in, like okay. two thousand six or whatever. That was I was like, oh, I forgot these guys still fucking can can pull it off. You know, but uh, there was an odd sprawling period for them. But but with that said, I know that's going to make some people's head explode for purists. But the <laughs> but is but like there's a band. That there's a few. There's a handful of bands that that really do it right, and I'll just say. And, and also, it's 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 it is odd to think that Pearl Jam is the only one that doesn't have that has survived, is in still alive as far as the band members, right? You know, the the majority of it, the, you know all lead singers dead. From yeah, the, big the only, four the, only for the only
1: lead singer of the big four there left is
0: Vetter. Yeah, I mean they're right there. But but as far as things do it right, I, I can put. I I'll just use two. I think that that as far as bands that understand their fans and give the fans what they both want and deserve, is Metallica, and Pearl Jam. As far as an archive of every fucking you know live show that you want to hear, like the whole hmm. very varied set lists on tour from active. I'm talking about active bands and things like that. That's, I think that's a great comparison
1: because you know they both also like when they do new material. It seems like they're incapable of releasing anything that isn't going to, you know, have a be debated by the fan base. It's like it's great, it's horrible. It's like you know, with every record, you know, myself included. You know what I mean? I, I feel you know st- have pretty strong reactions to it every Metallica release. So
0: there you go. But but still, like the varied set lists, the the creativity. Yes, yes. I mean, may, may, That's what I'm saying. Like just in general, and the fact that they had this exhibit where you can, if you're somebody like yourself um that they can go and and check that out that's it sounds like this was done uh, in a very high quality way and that's very rare what i'm saying especially it definitely, from an I, band.
1: I don't know for for certain but this feels like the band itself or at least a member or two were heavily involved in what was given what was displayed and how it was put together and you know what, what was included what what wasn't that kind of thing and you know I, I appreciate that especially considering how much they they put out there but um but, you know, on a smaller level, Clutch comes to mind as a band that kind of um, really delivers for their fan base as far as, like, you know, if you're into Clutch, I think they do a lot of stuff between their live shows, their records, and then even the, the – I thought they were one of the better um, bands taking advantage of the, the, the live streams during COVID. So.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just good, it's just good to see that. And, um, okay, cool. Well, in general, like, uh, would you say that this kind of uh, reinforced – Kind of a, a year and a half of your life, and and sure, who knows yeah, yeah. how many weeks of recording and, and and editing, you know, for the whole, you know, that pretty much is. I think that there should be a whatever, never mind, fucking exhibit sometime <laughs> in the future, or <laughs> it just has all everything in there, and then it, it keeps, but it's an exhibit that keeps growing. What do you Ooh, what say?
1: Yeah, you? it's a, it is almost its own. Uh, You've got your own Funko Pop too. Why not? Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, oh, now I need one five? that's like five feet tall. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it definitely, uh, It look, it, it all ties together and kind of makes me feel a little more proud of, of, of that whole thing. Honestly, I, I it was the reaction of some of the people that came up to me in Rockin' Pod this last summer that made me start thinking a little more, you know, I was just like... Was this really? Yeah, I mean, maybe it was because I was just, you know, I was just in the moment having fun the whole time. But no, it uh, that it, it set me back and it kind of it you know humbled me a little bit and made me feel good about something I put into the world. So, and this to your point, absolutely, it did, it definitely did. So,
0: and I, and I'll tell you this much: this has inspired me that that uh, I am finally going to do my version of whatever mine, but but strictly focus on the War Babies. <laughs>
1: Ah man, can you stretch the War Babies into a year?
0: <laughs> it'll be a whole background of each song, each each 12, one of the twelve songs on the album. And it'll spread out. There'll be interviews with. Uh, yeah, it'll be. I'm looking to to get the lowest ratings possible.
1: Maybe you can finally get Paul Stanley on, huh? We can get him on. Ooh,
0: yes, and that's uh, right. it's like tell about Writing
1: with the War Babies, and he's like, I don't remember.
0: Yeah. So that's all I got. Very cool trip. Anything else you want to add?
1: No, no. I just uh it's good good to be back. Good to be talking to you, man. That's about it. things i would like to mention about my trip i have kind of a good bad and ugly if if, if you will indulge me uh, okay all right the good yeah. is alaska airlines uh, they still have like uh they they haven't squished the seats to where basically like someone six feet or taller you're you basically if, if anybody reclines that eighth of an inch back you're you're mm-hmm. now basically having that person sit on your lap they oh. still have normal Normally, space seats. So much, you know, you know what, you know what stood out besides the knee space was that the window was actually lined up with the row of seats, uh, you know, because they've they've kind of shrunken the gaps on all, you know, like Delta and all that stuff. Right, right. Uh, so the you, you basically you, you have a window seat, but you either have to crane ahead to just look out to the side of the seat ahead of you or behind you because the the way they've done it, only like every tenth seat actually lines up with the window. Uh, so, yes, uh, Alaska Airlines, I uh, highly recommend it. Uh, what do you think, Gene Simmons?
3: The minutia of it all. People don't see that.
1: Kudos to Alaska Airlines, and uh, and I and I really did enjoy Seattle. Um, Gene, have you ever been to Seattle?
3: I would have no problem moving here. Uh,
1: a wonderful airline, and uh, uh, took off on time, arrived just a little early, so uh, mm, nothing but uh, nice. five stars.
0: Speaking of five stars, if I could just put in a quick request for reviews for our show,
1: mm, uh, uh, we yeah, really you know what, though, we, we don't that. we don't ask for that enough. Please, yes, if you if you do like and listen to the show, please give us a uh, reviews anywhere you can find them: Facebook, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, help me out here, Podchaser.
0: No, just any anywhere that, that you uh, find it convenient to throw up some some thoughts and some feedback is. Greatly appreciated. The number of listens do not correlate at all to the number of reviews that we have out there. And probably because we don't make a concerted effort like most podcasts to hit you for those in the beginning and the end of the episodes. We just – but uh, that's it. Just uh, get get some instant karma out there. That's all we want for Christmas for this holiday season is some reviews. Continue, please.
1: Okay, and then uh, the bad would be Delta Airlines for the exact opposite reason. It was just a, <laughs> uh, a cramped tight and just a horrible boarding process. H- here's a question. Now, I know the first class people like to be reminded how important they are, but doesn't everybody just want to get on the plane as quick as possible and exit the plane as quick as possible, right? No, I don't sure. understand the boarding policies at all, other than people who need uh, you know, extra assistance going first. You know what I mean? Other than that, I think you just board from the back to the front. Uh, it it makes no sense the way they do it. So uh, other than that, you know, because like, oh, but if you if you have, if you have our credit card, you get to board early things of that nature. I just I don't know. I mean, it happens all the time, man. I, I know what
0: you're saying. Like I see it gets more more aggravated. The more exceptions for people getting on early, early boarding mm-hmm. and everything. It happens. And it's stupid. Like, I think I think last time I was like, who here has a dog? Like, yeah. And then you, you, you get to go first.
1: And you know yeah. what? How about charge for the carry on and check the bag for free? Again, these aren't money-making ideas, so the airlines will not be using them. All right, and then the Ugly. I have a buddy, Dale. I've mentioned him, I think, once on this show here. He is the guy who is so into music. He thought Heard It Through the Grapevine was a song by the California Raisins for the Hardee's commercials. So he's he's not a music guy. He's a simple, small town. uh, He likes Hardee's, though. Yes, he does. He likes Hardee's and Mountain Dew. Uh, (laughs) it's american after after um commenting on a couple posts uh, uh, that i shared on facebook and the point there is once he knew i was in seattle it's like he was reminded he had to ask me a question that needed an an answer and so i'm gonna say the ugly is like, come on man you know i'm on fucking vacation it's like hey can we get together on november 13th i don't fucking know you know I'm in Seattle. I don't. don't I, mean, I don't have Amy's work calendar with me. Jesus fucking Christ! You know. So, th- uh, fuck you, Dale. That's all I gotta say. Fuck you so wow all right and hey uh what since we had a five star review please Dale. (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that he could find his way around it uh uh he'd probably (laughs) be confused by the process you know (laughs) yeah
0: five stars to cobras and fire and the california raisins and
1: i'm comfortable (laughs) saying all this because there's no chance he's ever going to listen no no i i I understand yeah Yeah. so yeah Uh, up yours dale um, I can't wait till you go on vacation. I'm going to be texting you nonstop with very specific, detailed questions. Uh, so anyway, not it, it's all good. Not it, it wasn't that big a deal. But hey, um, let's get into what we're going to use for this week's question of the week.
3: Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Got a question, for you. got a question for you.
1: I threw out there on social media before I left. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but I put it on both Twitter and Facebook. But it was like, who? Do you, who would you say played the role of Jason Voorhees in our radio play of Friday the Thirteenth Part Six? Because absolutely did a great job. Yeah, that person, as you so. know, not did not once uh, said a word. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. anyway, if it's all right, I'll, I'll get into the Twitter responses. Sure. So he. So the question is, I'll, I'll say it like this: for our latest episode, who played Jason? For our latest episode, who played Jason Voorhees? Answers will be read in a future episode. So, here's the answers we got on Twitter. Uh, JZ Z, Jay Zabluski, said, Bob Hope. Uh, Decibel Geek came in with uh, an answer that uh, means a lot to fresh, me. Fresh, fresh reference. Yes, yes, fresh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Decibel Geek came in with Steve. Uh, so uh, Always a winner. Yeah, always a winner, Steve. Uh, Bill Elam uh, came in with Thabo, mm. and that is a Kiss Room reference, so... Go, uh, go go, listen to The Kiss Room. Check out and join their group on Facebook. And within a, a week, you'll know who Thabo is. Um, Very negative. A guy named Casey Miller, uh, uh, just someone I'm not familiar with. So thanks for uh, commenting, Casey. Uh, Aaron Camaro. So I thought that was a, a good a good guess. Mm. And Stephen yeah. Michael may have won Twitter with uh, his, he just said, super easy, Mitch Malloy. <laughs> oh,
0: God. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> that is,
0: uh, I think that's the winner right there. All
1: right. I have the Facebook one pulled up. You just want me to hammer through
0: them? Uh, please do. All
1: right. Neil Hansen, uh, the same guy who does the voice of Michael Myers. Um, that's clever. Yeah. Uh, Ivan Galasic came in with the same thing that Despicable Geek did over on Twitter. Is that Steve? Uh, Todd Cunningham. He actually had a couple uh, here. He us with two. His first hmm. one is Mr. Rogers. Um, kind of okay. uh, abstract, uh, and then <laughs> I, I kind of like this next one. I'm not really sure why, but my old shop teacher.
0: <laughs> okay, that might be the winner. If there is anything more,
1: oh God, I got two more. Uh, Stephen Stacy uh, said Marie, and then in I don't know, how he put it in quotes. Colander,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Sean Gallin, uh only hints at the Stephen Michael response, and he says that one guy who was briefly in Van Halen. So, uh, mm. thanks okay. everybody for for chiming in. Uh, look for a regular question of the week to return next uh, for our next episode. But yeah, this is a uh, good stuff. I'm going
0: with the the winner being Steve, my old shop teacher.
1: Yeah, I, the, the, my favorites were my old shop teacher, of course, or Mitch Malloy, my old shop Steve teacher. Steve <laughs> and Mitch Malloy, yeah. yeah and, um, there you go. So yeah, but you know what? We're all winners here, though. We're all winners here at Cobras and Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. Everybody gets we appreciate a the input. Yes. yeah. And here's here's the other thing.
0: Go those comments. If you had time to do that, give us a five-star review. What do you say? Hey!
1: a couple of kiss items to wrap up the show with. Uh, the first one I sure. want to get into. I don't think you you even heard this, and I'm not sure that the audio clip is still out there. It was it was an, a recording, clearly a secret recording <laughs> that Ace's ex girlfriend Rachel Gordon threw up on YouTube, and in the middle of it, a. Um I don't know. I mean, I, it's hard to tell with Ace because he has kind of a sloppy delivery. I don't know if he was, you know, under any influence or if he was just, this is how Ace talks now. I, I probably shouldn't speculate on that. But Ace, what year is it? Well, it's Does while it's they year? were dating. So, um, I, I, I don't, again, I, it may have said on the recording, but I'm not sure that it did 10 uh, years ago,
0: five years ago, yeah,
1: somewhere, let's say between five and 15 years. <laughs> good, it's um, good range. So yeah, Ace goes into this rant about how Jews stink. And they they smell bad, and it is like it's one of those like old man racist dipshit kind of like you know like you know things that you 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 equate to somebody you know based solely on just stupid speculation from like i don't know a history of hating a, a group of people uh, i don't know if i'm describing that but yeah he's just he goes on to say and and she tries to defend him you can't say that you don't know that all juice it's like i i i do know and anyway the whole thing i i just thought was it's it's it's, it's a little sad as a kiss fan when this stuff comes out but there's just something also kind of funny and not in a good way but it's just like Jesus Christ, man! Like I don't even understand like the motivation behind sharing these thoughts. How did it come up? Hey, uh, dinner's great. Also, Jews stink.
0: <laughs> All I know is that Rachel has an archive of gold.
1: (laughs) I'm guessing this is just the tip of the iceberg. But yeah, but that, you know, to me, that says a little bit about her character, too, that you're even thinking about this shit. You know, why are you with somebody that you you feel you need to secretly record at all unless you think you're going to use this to blackmail them at some point?
0: Yeah. she sounds like a real, a real, real catch.
1: <laughs> like, that. like
0: I, I can only imagine the, uh, what would happen to my life if, if uh, uh, any of my, be uh, my wife or ex-girlfriend's had recordings of just my rambling thoughts.
1: Oh my God. You know God. what I mean? Yeah. I'd, I'd be toast. You know, I, mean, I I'll, You know, there's part of me that really wishes we could joke about race and and have because I, you know, there is some really ridiculous humor that you can do about it. But it's, you know, like Dave Chappelle was great at balancing that line of kind of getting out there too far. Now, he's recently gotten himself in some trouble for some other stuff. So we're at that point now where I don't know. I I don't want to get too. But
0: but here's the thing. I think we can have fun with it because because here's the thing. I think that that all Ace is basing his research on is being on a tour bus with you know paul and gene which is confusing because if i'm on a tour bus with paul or gene i either think that jews smell like uh pomegranate
1: body wash paul (laughs) or use twinkie wrappers gene (laughs) i I always imagine gene smelling like uh i don't know um cream cheese that's gone bad
2: <laughs> and a bagel he's
1: like he's like uh, he's like, uh an everything bagel and spoiled cream cheese like what <laughs> kind of basically that's i when he sweats i assume that's what's coming out yeah and, and i mean if you were to also oh I think well so, yeah too. You get in I think the early that, days when they're actually riding in a car together ace right. probably couldn't tell which one it was that stink uh that stunk so he was like just assuming it was the Jews, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it turns
0: out that on further research, you know, that Italians stink. It was, it was just Peter. What do you think Peter smells like? Besides confusion and failure.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, he, he's. It's like that that smell you get when you don't know how to set the DVR, the the, the VCR clock. Peter still has a VCR. <laughs> and, and oh, that absolutely. That, that no, Betamax,
0: motherfucker. Betamax. No, he,
1: he, Betamax is too early. He got into the VCR game definitely not cutting edge. Oh, okay. So, he, yeah, he got one in, in the late 80s. He still uses it, and that clock always flashes 12. Uh, he's, okay. he's never been able to set it. He can't program it. Um, that's what Peter smells like is a flashing clock on a VCR. <laughs> yeah, I think his, I think his, his, uh, his body odor is, is out of sync. Yeah, I mean, you don't think he smells like too much cologne? <laughs>
0: yeah, you know he doesn't reprogram repro- his clocks because he can't keep time.
1: He, he smells like Brute Fabergé. Ooh, <laughs> like yeah. a lot of Brute,
0: a lot. Yes, mostly because he got a uh, didn't didn't. Oh, you know what? Didn't uh, didn't kiss have kiss cologne at some point?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I got a bottle upstairs. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, the, we got the his and hers. Uh, I got the pit stick and. Uh, uh, there's some after shower splash. It's basically another yeah. fucking perfume, but okay. Yeah. What a fucking crock of shit that was. Uh, that's 50 bucks. I'll never get back. So, wow.
0: Why did you do that again? Does you get to get an autograph? Was that what the no, scam was? no, or I just
1: bought it. Actually, I, sorry. Uh, I bought Amy the hers for Christmas and she got me the his. So okay. it, it wasn't even like something that I sought out. I actually, it was kind of a joke. Cause I was like, when, when I opened mine, she hadn't opened hers yet. And we, both came up with the same lazy gift to give each other <laughs> yeah yeah
0: but uh but yeah i think uh, th- anything else on this on this uh ace random comment no
1: it's uh, sadly not too surprising you know paul's made some comments about um paul has made comments in the past you're referring to ace as some sort of anti Semite semite and stuff like that and uh so i now we get into the anti, area that, anti-semite yeah Anti-Semite. no he's not yeah he, he's he's definitely not an anti-semite he would he would definitely uh take a uh, Take Sammy up on anything that Sammy would throw his way.
0: Oh, okay, that's good.
1: Yeah, that's a- Sammy doesn't stink. He's not a. He's not one of those stinky Jews. <laughs> God, <laughs> Sammy looks like somebody that might stink. Yeah. yeah, he smells like rum and sand. Right, that's what I mean. And, and probably bo. Doesn't it look like he like doesn't like uh, maybe shower a lot? I don't know. Well, now we're getting yeah. off track here.
0: No, I mean, you can definitely tell when when, uh, Sammy and Michael Anthony have left a room,
1: (laughs) was left behind, you know? Yeah, because the buffet table's empty and and it smells a little better. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, two guys I do not want to be trapped in an elevator too long with. We'll be right back. back.
0: Speaking of smells, Kiss Cruise 10 has sailed and uh, has returned to port.
1: (laughs) I'm curious to hear the recap from Joe Polo to find out if he made it to the UPS store okay this time. I know last time he had some trouble. but uh, And I'll Hmm. say this, uh, I think as far as diehard Kiss fans, my two favorite have to be Joe Polo and Julian Gill. Just because, you know, there's so many KISS fans like the, the guys who host that show about the number of sides of coins, that they they, mm-hmm. they just seem to only have that kind of smug luck. But but Julian Gill and Joel Polo seem to have the kind of luck I had as a KISS fan when it comes to like tracking down and finding things. So um they just seem more like regular real people to me uh than some of those guys that I might be floating around in the ocean with. But uh oh, okay. I'm sure I'm sure whatever uh his experience was, he'll be sharing it on on an upcoming episode of Podcast. So
0: yeah, and and like like we, we uh we like to do, uh I just want to give a quick synopsis of of something that we didn't attend. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, we are the, the inventors of this, no matter what, uh, um, the shout out loud cast will, will have you believe. Yes. Other, oh, they uh, were on the cruise pan- this year, by the way, did you see that? Yes. Yeah.
0: Fellow pantheoners. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, uh, <clears throat> I heard their recap and I just want to just have a few comments on, uh, so, on, on some things. So we're actually I-
1: taking it next level. We're, we're commenting yes. on an event we didn't go to based on the coverage of people who were there uh, and we're using their show as a reference point. <laughs>
0: All right. I'm giving credit credit when credit is due. This I mean, is a-
1: and I thought we broke ground with the dramatic reading of Friday the thirteenth. Now nope. we are taking this podcast where no show has gone before. No, this is like the whatever,
0: the phone game where mm. reality gets distorted. Uh you know, this is this is like um that copy of that. You know when you got the recording of, you know what? This is this this is basically this segment is going to have the sound quality of Gene Simmons' vault when you're hearing <laughs> 10th generation recordings of demos that he doesn't own.
1: Only 300 left, people. Go to Rhino.com right. to to get one of them uh, for 500 bucks now. No experience. Mm-hmm. No experience, just five hundred bucks in a box of CDs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Oh my God! I wonder. You know, I probably couldn't. I could take all my CDs and throw them in a box, and I couldn't get five hundred bucks for them right now. No, absolutely you not. Five hundred for eleven? Come on! And uh, that. Yeah. How about that dumb little doll of him, like in a suit? Like what? I saw. What fan was some- that?
0: I saw some comment in um, the group that I enjoy. I Am Vinyl. Somebody posted it and said, I know this is not vinyl, but I want you to let you know it. And somebody's like, man, ah, it's a little too steep, and I'm really enticed about getting this. I'm like, dude, you don't know what's on that thing. What's on that thing is bootlegs of bootlegs of bootlegs of stuff that somehow he got downloaded off the Internet of revenge recordings. Yeah, It's it's just so bad, right? It just blows my mind. No effort made to
1: restore any of that stuff or find you know original generation bullshit this guy's been keeping this stuff if he does he's been keeping it un- like in a bucket underwater you know it's just right. like this thing sound like fucking shit gene
0: what do you what's the basics of what you would want to have on a kiss cruise besides the experience and, and going there and hanging out with with uh, your fellow fans and things like that but from 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 kiss as a minimum what are you looking for
1: OK, as as you know, you're saying like setting aside my personal issues with Paul's voice, things of that nature. Just, yeah. Okay. Taking all that out. Just like I, what is from what I've seen? I, I think it does a very good job. I love the layout and the look of the whole thing. Every time I see these pictures, that gives me a little bit of FOMO. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, I come back to Earth and realize this, this event isn't for me. But if, I, if it was, I well, I've already done an article on the songs they ca- they should not play on the Kiss Cruise. Okay. Um and basically uh, is if they adhered to that uh or you know what Paul Gene reach out to me I'll just put together the set list for you. Actually I think a really fun idea it's too late to do it is if they would have done one album at a time. You know what I mean play the whole album oh, even though it's not Saturday my play thing. extra stuff. Because right, right now they, they would be like at the music from the elder either this tour or the next one you know what I mean. So it would be fun for me to see if they skip it. Uh Oh, go, that's the Ice what you're saying. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that to me that would be kind of cool. Or if you just did a different album each night that they perform. But I think that would probably piss some fans off because I think you're only guaranteed one one full show of Kiss. But
0: right, right. But but in general, like like you know, there was uh, the uh, I think creatures of the sea was the theme one time and this year was Psycho Circus that was the theme I think right yeah you know Um, but uh, but I think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised I'm gonna give you what Kiss's set list is Mm. real quick Um, before
1: you get into that can I say what I don't want what all those other bands I don't care. This is a Kiss cruise. I really don't understand why Black and Blues on there and all. And, and it, like, to me, that's what Monsters of Rock cruise should be about. But uh, this is a Kiss cruise. Just keep everything r- relative to Kiss. I, I like Bruce Kulick or Ace Frehley coming on. That kind of stuff is neat. But I don't need fucking Steel Panther. Um, I would have checked out Sebastian Bach if he had had a valid uh, passport and was able to get on the on the boat. Apparently, his passport had expired and he missed the boat. So. <laughs> I still say it was Doc
0: McGee. That, he he uh,
1: intentionally like expired his passport. <laughs>
0: no, he scheduled the cruise after he knew his passport was going to expire to make him look dumb. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> If only there was something Sebastian could have done to avoid that. Uh,
0: I know. I think that they, they finally invited him on the cruise after Doc McGee went to his wallet and saw his passport was expired and knew that this would end up this way.
1: Or it's a convenient excuse because the doc's recent comments, maybe uh, a more likely uh, um, conspiracy would be that Sebastian was like, fuck that. You know, Fuck him. Fuck kiss. Fuck all this. And then he just says, you know what? My passport is expired. So.
0: Yeah. Could be. You never know. But uh, anyway. Uh, so I think. You're going to be pleasantly surprised, though, with the set list that Kiss put together for Kiss Cruise Ten. It took them nine cruises to get it right. But can I tell Can I? Can I just? I'm just going to read it off. If you want to comment throughout it, it's it's all up to you. Okay. Okay. So, um, on show one, they hit the stage and open up with Exciter. Hmm. Go into Unholy. All hell's breaking loose. Tears are falling. Larger than life. All-American Man, Thou Shalt Not, Radar for Love, eh. Who Wants to Be Lonely, Let's Put the X in Sex, You Make Me Rock Hard, Oof. Domino, Jungle, Forever, A Medley of Secretly Cruel, uh, All Night and Trial <laughs> by Fire, Paralyzed, I Just Wanna, Spit, Nowhere to Run, into tonight you belong to me goodbye off of Paul Stanley's solo album yep. and they end with god gave rock the and roll to you. Thanks for the clarification.
1: Yeah, no problem. Here to help. Oh, yeah, that's uh that's non makeup heavy. That's uh I think I saw a different set list, so maybe it was a different night, but uh I I only counted like three songs that shouldn't be be in there, but anyway. Yeah, that would be a vast improvement over what they've typically done. Yeah, but uh yeah, so who whose set list is that? Oh, I, that's got to be Bruce Kulick, right? Because I, I, yeah, I, I've I've liked everything he's done on the cruise that I've that I've gotten to see or hear or just like like you said, that's a great fucking set list. You know what I mean? Um, and and that's kind of like uh, what he brings that, that's kind of special. I wouldn't want to get rid of that. You know what I mean? Um, so that that that's pretty cool. Uh, I I did see Kiss's set list uh, for the first two nights. I think each set had between six and seven songs that I think just got to be. You you just don't play like the Love no. Guns Detroit Rock City Rock and Roll Nights. Just leave those at 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 the the dock when you go. I mean, don't take them on the boat with you, man. Uh, but uh, it would be nice if if they took the the Bruce Kulick approach to put in the set list. And like I said, there's there's fifteen to twenty songs. They should just leave on the you know back at home while they take this cruise. You know, you got diehard fans. Give them what they want. But if I keep harping on this, I really am just. Banging the same old drum. but My thoughts on this are clear. I don't know that I need to go too much further on it.
0: Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, but but it's but, but what, what I'm looking at is that first off, it's Kiss Cruise ten. We're ten years deep into this right now. These guys are older. The set lists keep getting shorter. It used to be like twenty or twenty were songs. Now they're like fifteen songs. The Sail Away Show went
1: from an acoustic to an electric, okay. which I think is kind of interesting. Um, they did. You no, know, I I, <laughs> I, did- I know I know I I didn't put that together. That is interesting. What is that? They went from acoustic to electric. Uh, I wonder. if... Okay, for the sail for the sail away, like a couple. uh, I think it was like
0: two. At least the last couple have been electric, which I think is a better way to do it. Um, But uh, so, but this year, I just want to give you a set list on that one, Um, and that was more of a, I guess, rarity ish. But they kicked off. Now imagine (laughs) you're on the boat. They they they're sailing away, and they go, okay, we're gonna kick this motherfucker off. They open with going blind. (laughs) <laughs> What's the electric. name? Yeah, shout out uh, that. You know,
1: I don't know that I've ever seen him perform that electric. Uh, no. Uh, acoustic, obviously, but. Uh Anyway,
0: but that's, so that's kind of neat. But that's a weird opening track, and the sound. out loud cast really a hammer that home. It's just like you know, you're on a boat, you're in here, your, your you know, your festive gear, and this is an odd opening song. But,
1: they, but the electric so you one, you move from hit, they, stealing from pods and sods. Now you're taking direct <laughs> material from. Shot. Hey, you know what? You credited them. That's cr- all. Credit them. Yeah. Give
0: me a break. Go listen to the latest episode. I just think that's a, that that was key. the. the that's the one observation I'm putting directly on there from their show. But uh, then they go to Plaster Caster. Again, Electric. I don't think I've heard that Electric so two Gene
1: songs? hmm
0: Good point. Uh, they go to Got to Choose. Love her all I can. Shock me. Christine, 16. Tears are Fallen. They bring out Bruce for that. As well as For No Apparent Reason. Heaven's on Fire, they do with Bruce. Hmm. Um, World Without Heroes. Higher Than Hell. Calling Dr. Love and Emma She. So, just a 12, 12 track uh, sail away show. But those used to be longer, too. My point is just that, you know, these guys are getting older. I get that. But, like, the sh- set lists keep shrinking every yeah. year, too as far as the number of songs they play, too. Well,
1: that's sea air. Um, that's sea air will just tear up. Oh, your, is that what your, it is? Your throat. Okay. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but listen to
0: that, that, that show or others for people that actually went to it. But in general, like, it's, it's just interesting because I would be thrilled mostly with seeing uh, what Bruce Kulick brings. Because uh, I just think that's amazing. Those set lists he's putting mm-hmm. together with. And if, if they would put like, you know, just a little more effort like he does into it for the rarities. I just think that would be a how it should be That's it's it.
1: probably a little easier for him too because he, he doesn't have to try to get anybody else to play the parts he's playing he's doing right. the heavy lifting music wise and he can clearly pull it off and then he has a singer who can still sing so it's it's a little yep. little easier understood okay. understood but uh,
0: yeah, so I don't know what else to say about that. You know,
1: um, a couple things on the on the kiss front. Um, now there was some news; they their Las Vegas residency was canceled. There's a that, that almost seems karmic with the the comments Gene made about David LaRoth and how he's closing out his career with the residency. I don't know, something mm-hmm. kind of subtle there. Um, but also, uh, they do that that uh, local record store does an Elderfest every year. Um, I, I've played it a few years back. I did a um, I, I basically made a medley of, of most of the songs in The Elder, and I called it The Elder in five minutes, even though it was about six minutes. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, 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 you, know, you know me, loose. I'm fast and loose with facts and time. Fast sure. and loose. Uh, but yeah, I played yeah. that again yesterday. I did not have... I did not commit I actually had the time I just didn't really knuckle down and, and get ready for this thing till the night before so I only ended up playing one song but I thought it uh, turned out pretty good uh, I, uh, I did an acoustic performance of Not For The Innocent I thought that was a bit of a deep track so maybe Kiss could, could uh, touch on that and be inspired
0: that that is the first live performance by any human i've ever heard of that song one of my favorites yeah it's a great look it up man. and stuff like that but uh yeah you pulled it off well for three hours of prep and everything <laughs> like that you know or That's as you'd like to say it on your, when you're on your stool yeah. there.
1: Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Have you watched it? Uh, yeah, I watched it. I, I like w- if people watch it to the end. At the end, I look like a toddler about to fall off a stool. I don't know the, the way the, the, the guy cut it. Like my arms and legs are all like extended. Uh, <laughs> that was my favorite part. It was like, oh, okay, cool. I look like a little yeah. a giant little baby.
0: But my point is, is that not even Bruce Kulik had the balls
1: to to play that song (laughs) live so that was
0: going deep deeper than deeper than kulik yeah
1: i reached out to a fellow podcaster about maybe joining me next year so i'll i'll leave that as the tease oh very cool i dig it but um yeah man what else you got Oh, man, that's about it, man. Uh, it's good to be back, uh, good to talk to you, um, get things back in the flow here. Yeah, we got, uh, we're got. we getting close to the end of the year, so I, I guess I should start putting together those uh, year-end episodes and start fucking listing my favorite albums of the year here, start getting ready for that.
0: That's right. We will be, just get your, your wallets ready, we are going to uh, completely curate what you should purchase. There we go.
1: So I'm looking forward so, to all that stuff, but uh, we, got, we got a little time left, but... Uh, there's another tease. Future episodes here.
0: Okay, you want to get out of here?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, but it's time to go. Rock's not dead. It just threw out its back sneezing. And for. They're not all winners, Luce. You know, every now and that's, then it's, that's fine. it's the Betamax, not the VCR that you're inventing. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, that's debatable, though. Too Betamax still superior. Yes, I. Uh, I still put well,
1: my... Yeah, it wasn't uh, how did Blu-ray beat out HD DVD? Yeah, uh,
0: it has HD DVD in the fucking name. Blu-ray's stupid, a stupid name.
1: Yes,
3: exactly. It's too close to Bluetooth.